Welcome back, mother. Welcome back, brother man. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. So, long messing time. with the soundboard, I can hear you a lot better now. <clears throat> messing with the soundboard? Uh, yes. I'm messing with okay. the many dials and knobs and whatnot. Thingamajigs and what's and who's and... Yes. Who do what's a haze? The doo yeah, yeah, what? yeah. Those things. The the thingamabobbers and the the doodamahaze and the you know the 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 snotswursts taste like snotswursts. <laughs> snotswursts. Yeah. So oompa, little uh, not oompa loompa, but little uh, Willy Wonka joke there, you know. All right. Sure, sure. Yeah. Oops. Pacific tsunami. Oh dear. What? Uh, Pacific Tsunami Warning Center uh, on Facebook right now. There's news going. This is the 22nd of of uh, February. Or sorry, this is 22nd of January for those listening. Uh, it is about uh, 10 at uh, night uh, Pacific Standard Time. So let's see, about 23 hours ago, magnitude. Uh, eight quake hit Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands. Tsunami alert rescinded. Okay. All right, so so it was kind of a non-story, although I guess maybe for them it's not. I'm not sure what the – there's no – that's the – that's uh, there's a few people talking. There's about 6.6 thousand people talking about that right now. In fact, there's about 55,000 people talking about Pluto, <clears throat> and I clicked on that link, <laughs> and it's a photograph of Pluto, which, you know, looks kind of like what you would imagine an aerial view, a, a round aerial view of a sand dune looks like. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brown. Shades of brown. It's um, you know, it looks like um, it doesn't look like ice, but I'm not sure. Uh, we, I mean, you know, ice. What does ice look like? It's white, right? I mean, yeah. generally, in, <laughs> well, it doesn't. It's not. We we base everything, you know, uh, of our understanding anyway, on what things like our perceptions of what things look like on this planet, right? Sure. Yeah. So on this planet, you know. Unless it's like dirty snow or something like that, you know, ice ice is, you know, typically, you know, white or snow is typically white, you know, if, if it's untouched and whatnot. But on planet Pluto, maybe they have different color ice. And that leads into another uh, interesting conversation because, you know, how like everybody like bitches about the cold, you know, like, oh, it's too cold, you know. Well, mm-hmm. on Pluto, because it's the like seemingly last planet of, in the solar system. It could be, like, mm-hmm. all different kinds of cold on that planet. You know what I mean? Like, it could be, like, uh, you know, like SpongeBob said in the one episode, it's, like, advanced darkness. Well, this could be, like, advanced cold. You know what I mean? 
I guess so. I'm not sure I saw that episode of SpongeBob. Uh, yeah, they um, it was an episode and of uh, SpongeBob, and it was SpongeBob and Patrick coming back from Gloveland, and they they took the wrong bus and they went to a place called Rock Bottom, and it was like I guess in a deep trench or whatever, so it was it was constantly dark, and and you know SpongeBob's like, Patrick, this is not your typical darkness. This is your advanced darkness. I was just, you know, I know it's not the right line, but when I heard you say uh, rock bottom, I was thinking of, um, that's not a shark, it's a rock bottom. It's a rock bottom. Or the rock might is, say, I'm going to rock bottom your candy ass. Oh, yeah, you might say that. That's right. There's rock Lobster is actually the, the actual song for those uh, who don't know. I'm sure there's several people who, who don't know. There's, a, there's at least several. <laughs> several. Good Lord. So I sent you something a second ago. I was actually referencing it earlier, um, maybe last show, perhaps, probably last show. The uh, the am I saying this right? It's Buckingham and Goodman, the Flying Saucer. I think it's. I believe it's Buchanan. I'm taking a listen to it right now. Okay. The reports of a flying saucer hovering over the city have been confirmed. I've just been handed a bulletin. The flying saucer has just landed. The spacemen have gone again. But look to the skies. The saucers will always be there. That was friggin' amazing, dude. Yeah, it's a pretty cool. So that came out in 1956. That was that was pretty cool. The way they they actually used like really cool songs and just like. For like responses of things, you know, mm-hmm. awesome. Oh yeah, and then they, and they didn't uh, credit them correctly as a joke too. So like it was like the Platters was in there uh, as the Clatters and Little Richard, Bats Domino, Elvis Presley. Awesome. Earth Angel was actually the, like powerhouses. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the Penguins were actually referred to as the Pelicans. They did Earth Angel, and then there's uh, I hear you knocking was Smiley Lewis, but it was you know let's they call him Laughing Lewis. Uh huh. There's all these things, yeah. They just so that that was all like, you know, Huckleberry the motor the motor cooled down is actually it's Maybelline by Chuck Berry. So it's like this is kind of like you know Carl Perkins he called Pa Gherkins. <laughs> also, that's Domino was referenced as Skinny Demo. So yeah, but that's uh, so that's like one of the earliest like mashup type um, sampling uh, musical experiences, and it's like. In order to get that recording, I wonder if they had to like spin up records or if they were cutting tape because you used to have to actually physically cut a piece of tape and stitch it together to get that kind of um, that kind of um, those kind of bites, or maybe you know to get a cartridge or something. I don't know. It's but it's all analog, so that's you know Ooh, yeah. nowadays a person person could whip up one of those now at home with just you know digital audio, and they wouldn't even have to do, it's of course, what they call non-destructive editing, basically. You don't actually have to cut any tape, or, you know, when you cut a piece out of the original, it, it, it doesn't ruin it. It just, it's, you still have the original as a copy. Oh, yeah. You know? Editing editing nowadays is, is, is really easy. I mean, you can edit it on iPhones. You could do, um, Audacity is another great uh, program for um, editing and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't, I actually destroy, you don't have to destroy anything. You just need uh, audio clips of everything that you can just throw it together and make it sound perfect. You know what I mean? Or make it sound like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So technology, it, it as far me, as like editing is concerned, has come a long way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's you still have to take the time to do it, but it's it's um 
just the fact that you don't have to destroy the piece of audio that you just created in order to get something to loop is is uh, you know fantastic. You know. Absolutely. Now, the only editing I've ever done in my entire life is back in the day when you had cassette tapes, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What'd you do? Well, you know, like, um, when you're listening to some music, right? You know how, like, those, the, that old, like, those old tapes, they used to, like, they used to, like, cringe and shit, like, like crum, uh, crumble or, like, um, wrinkle or whatever they used to do? Oh, yeah, the tape would, yeah, it would crinkle. Oh, sometimes, yeah, yeah, it would get, like, folded up, like, accordion style sometimes. Yeah, so, and that part of it was, like, totally useless. So, rather than destroy or discard the whole tape, you can just pull it out, and you can you can cut the bad pieces out, and just kind of, like, take a little piece of scotch tape and, like, tape it together and hope that it would work and hope that it would make sense. And if it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense in that one spot, at least it was only that one annoying spot that you had to deal with, and the rest of the tape was still salvageable. Sure. That, that was my editing I mean, skills back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I experimented with cassette tapes uh, when I was younger as well. Like uh, one of the one of the things I got a lot of joy out of was a, just a basic tape recorder. Um, but you know, I'd, so I'd record my own audio and do uh, fake newscasts and various things. Um, but but one thing I, you know, the old uh, like. Um, the old home, uh, I don't know what to call them, but they're not home recording. And it's not a brand, but you know how Maxell or something, they would, that's a brand. They would have blank cassette tapes. Yes. Yeah, so the blank cassette tapes, um, that's the word I was looking for, words. Uh, you could take them apart rather than just pull stuff. But you had to unscrew the uh, the housing and then kind of like, you know, and pull the, now why would you want to do that? Well, uh, I, I would pull it apart and then I'd reverse the reels and then everything that was recorded on it would be backwards. Really? So I got to, yeah, yeah. So I got to, I figured out how to make um, tapes play backwards and, and then put them back together and you put them in the thing and then they're, they're backwards. So like, um, it, it was, um, it was really interesting to hear what music sounded like backwards. And I wasn't able to get that effect until the early nineties at home on a, on a computer because well, computers like shoot not long after that, somewhere between when I was doing that, which is probably uh, 84, 85. And when I got my first computer, which is around 91, 92. So it's a kind of a bit of a, only about an eight year gap there, somewhere in there. Um, the Commodore 64 and other computers, but, but that's the one I had, uh, was starting to be able to sample music. Nice. Like in a sense. Yeah. And it was various qualities too. You know, it would take a certain amount of space. So like, as a, there was a person who had a demonstration of it, and you could you could download it. No, it wasn't downloaded. I think it was on a it was on a well, it was on a floppy disk, and oh, somebody had sampled like disks. yeah, we're talking the five and a quarter ones too, not the not the three three and a half uh, three yeah, not the three point five, the five and a quarter, large uh, well large, just the size of a you know a, a, a coffee saucer except you know square, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, yeah, like 64 bits, I think, was all that was on there. So, like, uh, I know that sounds wrong, but it's probably right. It just seems like that just seems ludicrous now. Um, well, actually, no. You know what seems ludicrous is punch cards, but they work. So, you know, like paper punch cards for programming. Mm-hmm. I mean, to tell the, but that's, you know, binary. So, what, anyway, so anyway, so somewhere in there, uh, would, um, uh, it got to sample sound into a computer eventually around the early 90s. And reverse it for the first time and hear what it would sound like backwards. And the reason why I did it is because there is this long documentary I was introduced to in 1992-ish, I think it was. 1991 or two, I can't remember. 
No, it has to be it has to be ninety two. So there's I worked on this film called Dark Carnival. It was a grip and it was filmed in Arcadia. And there's a couple guys there who had uh, the videotapes. Before YouTube, if you had a funny bit of video or something, you had to like run it off and pass it around. Like there's one that's famous one with Robert Tilton, the farting preacher, things like that. Or if you knew somebody who had a copy of the Apple, which now you can probably get on Amazon, the Apple being a it's a Canon Pictures film. But anyway, but somebody had this documentary, which now you can see on YouTube, I believe, and I think it's called Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells. And it's, that's easy to remember. It's kind of like yeah, a song. Yeah, and it's like this this Christian ministry um, basically dissecting rock and roll music and, and explaining how all of it is satanic in various ways and sets <laughs> bad messages. So it's a lot of, you know, referencing certain parts of songs and even a bit of back masking. Uh, you know, or, you know, when they play stuff backwards and just the most amazing thing occurs if you take, there's a part in uh, Queen's Another One Bites the Dust, right? right. Where he's, uh, and if you play it backwards, it kind of sounds like he's saying, start to smoke marijuana. Right. I mean, you know, it does actually kind of sound more like that than anything else, but that could just be phonetic coincidence. So that's kind of what I think it is. I believe it is. But but they like pointed to this as a as a reference to it. They played it forwards and then they played it backwards. And sure enough, it sounds like he's going, start to smoke marijuana. Hey, hey, start to smoke marijuana. Yeah, start to smoke. It's during the another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Hey, hey, that, that part. Yeah, and before he goes, hey, 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 that, that bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So right about there, if you reverse it, so I reverse, I, I managed to sample that into the computer and reverse that for the first time to hear it. But initially, I used that technology to listen forward to the parts of Revolu- the Beatles' Revolution Number no. Nine without, you know, because I didn't want to bust open the tape because <laughs> it's the White Album. I mean, you know, I didn't want to hear every song backwards. I just wanted to hear the backwards parts of that song backwards. So like I, you know, like heard rumors that Number no. Nine sounds like "Turn Me On, Dead Man" backwards, which it kind of does. It really does. God, I'm just just all over the place with the um, with the uh, buggity boos. I can't remember what I was talking about. Anyway, <laughs> you're like, what was I talking about? Um, well, it was like, God, a lot of shit. I was just cut tape cutting and uh, anyway. So go ahead. It's a it's surprise. It's like uh, really cool to take a step back into history and to see like what was possible back in in those times and it's not really like you know like a hundred years ago or anything like that to what you can do now like i remember when i was a kid i had a tape recorder i found it the other day when i was cleaning out the the basement cool yeah i used to carry this thing around with me like all the time and start like recording shit so kind of like i do now you know but to to listen to things backwards i think is is hilarious you know take like for example um you know, because you're talking about running uh, samples and and running them backwards, right? The yeah. um, if you were to watch the original mm, Evil Dead, right, for example. Okay. Um, you know, like the 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 magic words that they they say to uh, conjure up the demon or whatever it is. Um. Yeah. They just took a normal sentence, and they just reversed it backwards to make it sound like something else. So that's how okay. they got that. So they just took a normal sentence, just like you're normally talking, and then they reversed it. And that's how they came up with that. Okay. For the, uh, for the witch now? Uh, for the, witch uh, part? the Evil Dead movie, the original one. So it's just a matter of... Oh, okay. Uh, in, a, in the first one, yeah. Huh? Okay. So, yeah. For, I'm sorry. I'm saying for the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, so they just, go, go they just took yeah. a sample back with you. of a regular recording, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, just a normal sentence that they recorded... And they just 
they just sampled it, of course, however they did it back in those days, and they just reversed mm-hmm. it. And because they played it backwards, it sounded so good. That's that's what they used for like the the conjuring words to conjure the evil spirit in the woods. Okay, so you you've seen all the all the those movies, right? The what movies? The Evil Dead movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. So do you remember the in Army of Darkness where he has to say specials a uh, couple of phrases or a couple words to um I guess to. To defeat the to, to silence the evil of the book, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since well, I've seen this. Well, he had, this, to, but he had like, to go to the evil graveyard. That's right. And yeah. He had to say these words before lifting the book out of the cradle because if he didn't, that's when the uh, the shit will hit the fan. And if so, of course, he fucked it up. Of course, he fucked it up. Do you remember what the words were? I do not. So I mean, if that was in if I was in that position, I would have fucked it up because you know I can't like write that shit down. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, yeah. It's like I don't have my well, phone. I, I'm like, fuck. I, well, I'm not gonna remember this shit, old man. So, right. So, oh, oh, sorry, my headphones fell off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ian Abercrombie, by the way, was the old man in that uh, actor who was in uh, uh, God, I think the third Puppet Master movie. Ah, I got every single one of those movies. Yeah, he's in the third one. He's the uh, he's the doctor, I think. Well, you've seen the third one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that introduced – it's set in the past among the Nazis. It's one of the first ones that has a six-shooter in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's the doctor that um, – he's the good doctor. Ah, the, the doctor that helped uh, Andre Toulon escape from the Nazis. Yeah, the one that um, well spoilers and uh, gets uh, gets turned into a puppet later, but like it's only because he was dying, if you recall. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, He got turned into Blade. That's it. That's the one. Yep. That's right. He becomes Blade. He becomes Blade, but he looks like Richard Lynch's character. Yes, he does. And Blade or Blade looks like well, Richard Lynch's character was made to look like Blade. Yes, so yes. it's like the so it's like he's killed by his doppelganger sort of, puppet. but but um, yeah, but but inhabited by the uh, ghost of. His rival, essentially, mm-hmm. or the spirit of it, the soul of it, the soul of a good, a good character. Yeah, because you're trying to spin the uh, puppets into good guys by this time. And that uh, that that character, by the way, was an asshole. Richard Lynch's character? Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely, total piece of garbage. But I mean, yeah, he does that well. Piece. He's like a total piece of crap that came and fucked the puppet show up. Yeah, but, but I mean, like also that guy, that guy was really good at playing those characters. He was also. Do you remember he was in the? Did you ever see the Transfers movies? Oh Jack yes, Death? I did. So you know he was in the second one, mm-hmm. which which is you know one of those. Um, it's one of one of my favorite things is how it just took forever for certain movies to get sequels because of you know and then they're different companies by that point. It's owned by the same people. I mean it was Empire Pictures and then became Full Moon. It's all Charles Band stuff. But like there's eight years or something that passes between between um, I mean eight years in real time between Transfers and Transfers Two: The Return of Jack Death. And then, like in the film, they there's they kind of work it they work that into the into the story of why everybody's you know eight to ten years older than, oh, I used than to love they were the, last time uh, we saw the, them. The uh, full boot movies and 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 the the transfer movies were fucking awesome. But you know, um, Puppet Master three, right? Sure. We were talking about uh, um, that. Uh, do you remember that guy's character's name in that movie? Um, which guy, Richard Lynch's yeah. character, or or oh, I do not. Let's see. I do not. I'll look it up. Okay. Three. When bad, when good puppets go bad, or when bad puppets go good, I can't remember what it is. Okay, that is not the correct movie. 
Hello. That that is um, a uh, that is uh, 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 one of the Puppet Master movies. It is. Okay, it's called Toulon's Revenge. Yes. Uh, Puppet Master Three: Toulon's Revenge, and also also nothing. <laughs> and also shit. Right, um, directed by C. Courtney Joyner, of course, by Charles Band. Um, Guy Rolf plays Toulon, and I think this might be the first one he plays in. Richard Lynch plays Ah, Major Krause. Major Krause, that's it. You know what's funny about that whole situation right there? Uh, no. Well, I mean, here you had Andre Toulon, who had just like a, um, you know, just a harmless puppet show, you know? Kind of like we have a harmless podcast, right? Harmless? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not like, you know, like, you know hurting anybody it's not like we're telling people we're not telling like our listeners that they should go like lewd fucking banks or some shit you know um but it's right like, right but in, the, in in andre's uh case it was the content of the show which got him in trouble you know what i mean oh yeah yes, because six saying. shooter uh basically shot uh, a puppet of um of uh, hitler right yeah i believe so yeah, yeah so uh, and of course, one little dickhead had to like you know go to the show who was like a Nazi officer, and he's like, "But in the photographs, look, they're walking around with no strings. It's the truth, sir." And of course, you know they oh, yeah, the- investigated it and they shut his shit down. You know what I mean? So I'm thinking like you know all all the you got to think about all the American podcasts that are like you know happening like right now you know what I mean like not obviously recording right now but like are taking place right now you know what I mean so probably sure. not a good idea to to make fun of Trump too much so your shit doesn't get shut down and you don't get dragged away by the secret police just saying oh is that a, is that a <laughs> <laughs> a word to the to other podcasters out there. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Saying, uh, know, not the, to rock the, the boat. Anti-social party wants to let you know that we're looking out for your best interest. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, don't rock the boat, folks. Exactly, because don't unless worry. you're from California, where Tyson's from, you know, like because you know your state, obviously, I heard was uh, putting a uh, a bill in or something like that because they want to uh, separate themselves and become your own country. Oh, by something like that. It's been happening for a while, apparently, since before. Well, they want to actually split up California into different states. Um, I think the area that I'm in is going to be called Jefferson. Ah, Jefferson. But, I mean, that's like, is it going to be called like Jefferson State or just Jefferson, California? I I think it's a separate state called Jefferson, just like Washington, Jefferson. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I believe me. What I told you is all I know about it up to this point. I, I haven't looked. I haven't researched it. I, I didn't. Uh, I just. Uh, I see. I saw posters. I think when I moved, first moved back, in, uh, and and uh, then I asked a little bit about it and got pretty much the information I gave to you. I have no idea where they are with that. So it could be related to that what you're saying, or it could be something completely different. But I mean. You know, it's been it, we it, we were one of the largest blue states during that um, during that great red stain in the middle of the country that occurred. So you know what's actually um, um, crazy about that big giant? Yeah, we were actually. I, I'm so well. I'm not really surprised about um, about us voting Democratic this time around because of how bad we got screwed under a Republican governor. It's it's, it's been really bad here politically wise. Political wise, you know what I mean? 
in, in New Jersey? New Jersey, as far as we have been under eight years of uh, basically the, the same uh, governor who's been – he's a scumbag. Governor Chris Christie, you know, the one that was – you know, Trump's oh, yeah. cheeks during the whole, you know, run for presidency, you know? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I saw him on the uh, on inauguration day. I watched the inauguration. Did you? Ah, I saw parts of it. I was trying to boycott it, to be honest. Mm. Well, I mean, I have a I have a tendency to watch uh, inaugurals when I can. Like, I also watched uh, I watched uh, uh, what's his um, Obama's inauguration years ago. Now that was that one, eight years ago, I guess. It was a, yeah, it was a good year. Um, that was a pretty um, you know, it was amazing though having seen them both. And watching this most recent one, they actually referenced the previous uh, the, the inauguration because they wouldn't they didn't re-inaugurate Obama. I don't believe. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. No, no, no. They didn't. Um, re- yeah, no. So, so they referenced the previous inauguration and in saying how um, how classy Obama was and when he handed over power, he actually I think hugged George Bush. He sort of sets up a precedent or whatnot. I'm like, yeah, I remember seeing that. He walked into the helicopter and you know, mm-hmm. it didn't really it didn't really seem like a, you know don't let your app the your uh, the door hits you on the ass on the way out kind of thing. It was really very sort of just, well, you know, classy, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there was there was nothing classy about this. It was just basically Trump saying, I won, get the fuck out, and goodbye. Well, no, there was a little more to it than that. Well, but yeah, I, mean, I know, but uh, I'm, just, I'm just making light of it. You know, I'm, I'm making fun of Trump. And- I understand. You really should see his inauguration speech. It was something to, it was something to behold. It was, no, uh, see, I did see, the, I did see the speech, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. Now I take so that back. I saw parts of it on Friday. My brain's a little tired. I saw parts of it on Friday, and then cool. I went on YouTube and I saw the the whole thing. And mm-hmm. to me, it was, it was interesting. Yes, creepy, very. You know. Because mm-hmm. I I think at one point he basically ripped off Bane from DC. Oh God, yeah, the Bane moment. Take back the. P- he, 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 it was a total bang moment. Yes. I was, I was, yeah. And then he said Good something Lord. about unlocking the mysteries of space. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. remember that. Somewhere in his speech, uh, he was talking just... about the unlocking the mysteries of, of space, and then he went into something else, and then he just went into something else, and then he just said, okay, goodbye. But Mysteries of space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Lord, I'm going to have to go back and I'm actually going to have to watch that thing again just to just to see what that was all about. How did that slip by? I have no – yeah, I, I mean I was watching it. But, you know, my biggest downfall is YouTube because if I can't sleep, mm. I'll watch YouTube, you know? That was great stuff on oh, YouTube. Oh, absolutely. And, and documentaries as well. Like one of the documentaries I was looking at is because you're talking about how the, the center of the country is always red, right? So the well, center- it certainly was back in November. I mean, it, it definitely was more so back in November than I've seen it that way in a long time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's the center of, of the country that for some reason has a meth problem. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know you know who else had a meth problem? Uh, where? Uh, who, well, uh Elsewhere in the world and, and in time, and notably. Mm, Russia? It's, it's kind of a big, I'm sorry, it, Hitler. Oh, oh yeah, Hitler. that's right, he did. He did. In fact, I, I think a lot of the Nazis were on speed, or, or whatever was passing for it. Well, I know Hitler um, had Parkinson's disease, and he, he took um, uh, morphine in those days. And he probably... You know who else was on speed? ...his bizarre behavior. 
Oh, Smoky Mouth, good Lord, yeah. You know who else were on? Who, who other people were on? Essentially, speed. What tur- is you know? It's not. It's not carpet speed. It's not. Uh, it's probably. It's not the stuff they were making in Breaking Bad. I don't think it was uh, something else. But it was. Um, so like you know, Elvis. Elvis had. Uh, he was, but he had his prescription for it. Oh, Elvis. <laughs> essentially, yeah. The King, baby. And in. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Ken- and Kennedy. Oh, Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. To be clear, it's not. I don't think it was methamphetamine. I believe it was basically a type of. Well, I mean, it it was. A, I think it was a version of amphetamine, but it was. You know, this is widely reported. Like it was something he took because um, he had um, a lot of pain from uh, his war. He was injured during the war. Yeah, so he, he took it for was. legitimate reasons. Right, but, but it was it, the stuff that he took was uh, you know, reported to be like some of the stuff, and it was probably illegal. You know, they said, in fact, I think the story is either his brother or somebody came to him and said, you know, this I don't know if you can keep taking this stuff. It's got you know blah 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 and this in it and this and that and the other thing. And he says, you know, I don't I don't care if it's got a horse piss in it. It you know it takes the pain away yeah, or it, it makes me feel better. It, it takes the pain away. It makes me feel better so that I can have sex with you know, hottie Marilyn Monroe. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> we could take one subject and we can just branch off into multiple subjects and then kind of go back to the original topic again because that's how fucking awesome we are. We can. Do you remember what the original topic was? The original topic was we were talking about full moon movies and we were talking about uh, the Puppet Master. Oh, yes. Oh, and by the way, uh, Jefferson, the state of Jefferson. Yes. They've, that's something they've been talking about since 1941, apparently. Wow, really? So, that, that long ago? It's not, it's, yeah, it's nothing new. So, I mean, like, a lot of this is nothing new. I mean, a lot of what's happening now is just nothing new. There, it's just more of the things we don't like or the things that some people don't like. And, and then continuing things that people don't people don't like, people do like. It's 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 just a, it's a, it's a, just another shade of the same stuff happening. Yeah, so basically it's like the same shit, just different day. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's new shit, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of same shit. Exactly. Great seal of the state of Jefferson, by the way. So I sent you a page on that, and the flag is uh, bizarre looking. It's it's a yellow, it's basically this kind of like a dark green, like maybe a dark forest green, or with a yellow circle that's got, it says the great seal of the state of Jefferson in it, and then two X's, but not next to each other, they're kind of at an angle. Like, um, oh, I see. angling yeah, upwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually pretty cool looking, though. The Great Seal of uh, Jefferson. When I, yeah, when I see two X's in a circle, it makes it look like the dead have a nice day guy. Of course, that's, you know, I don't think the smile, have a nice day smiley face <laughs> has been around since 41. Well, there you go. That's an, a good lord, an emoji. Yeah, it looks like an emoji, kind of. Anyway, so you can also see the, um, there's a map there. Uh, that that shows the original proposed areas and then the uh, present included areas, and I believe Humboldt County is right in there. Oh yeah, certainly yeah, where yeah. I am. Looks like the top part near Washington is all in red. That's where it's going to be. Well, it's the top part is actually near. Um, it's near Oregon. Oh, near Oregon, yes, Oregon. Yeah. Thanks, Teach. Yeah, but you know, but you're right though. It does extend into Oregon, which is near Washington, certainly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Maybe I just heard that one. I'm sorry. But, yeah, it extends all the way up in there. Of course, that's not not a pretty shade of red either. But you know. No, that's not a pretty shade of red. That's Republican fuck red. 
Uh, so, wow, they've been yeah. talking about that shit since 1941. So they've been talking about that shit since 1941. Chances of, like, that ever happening, it's not going to happen. Because if you think about it, right, mm-hmm. there's no reason to take the state of California and break it up into two separate states, considering the fact that I think you guys have, like, what is it, like the third or the fifth or the seventh, like, largest economy in the world or something like that. Uh-huh. So, with that being said, you're the only state that could actually sustain itself as a country. Maybe. I mean, Texas is up there, but yeah, they're, they're also larger, so, but yeah. I've decided... It's going to be a thing. There's a... Mm. I've decided I'm making a presidential uh, decision right here. For all our listeners, we have to start giving shit back if we want to, uh, you know, maintain peace on this side of the planet, especially who we got now in office. So I've decided to give Mexico back uh, Texas, okay, for the, the recent shit we've been giving them with this stupid bullshit wall. So they can have it all back, you know, Texas and all that. Mm-hmm. And there might be a couple of states that I'm willing to trade with Canada, provided that they, you know, give us support. And... Um, as a show of good faith, I might give uh, maybe Florida to Cuba, and uh, maybe maybe like that, you know, maybe one state I don't like. I haven't figured that one out yet. West Virginia, let's say I don't like. Eh, let's give them. Let's give that to the Queen as a good faith, you know, back to England, so that she can at least say she got something, you know, and whatever's left. Is ours, provided that Russia has to take Trump with them. Hmm. All right. Submitted for your approval, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We have to. Uh, hey, he 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 done said in his ignore you know in his inaugural speech that uh, he's giving the power back to us. So I'm exercising my right with the said power, and that this is what we're doing when I run for president in 2020. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. But see, this uh, president yep. won't be uh, tweeting at 3 o'clock in the morning. This president will just be, you know, doing the antisocial show. Which president is that? This president, me. President Hunter. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, when I run president for president Barr. in 2020, I'm not going to be tweeting at 3 o'clock in the morning, but I'm going to be on the antisocial show and talking about what I plan to do to make America great again. Okay. So, well, listeners. I mean, you can do that now, technically. Okay, sorry, so all, all the listeners out there, you know, support, uh, you know, this presidency as we, uh, we're going to make America great after Trump fucks it up. Yes, we're going to recover America. Absolutely. Revolutionary style. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what movie I was watching, um, uh, well, earlier tonight? No. I was watching Vulgar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we. That's right. I think we talked about Vulgar on one of our one of our episodes. Yes, we did because that movie is fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. That clown got ass raped. Well, yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, that's a good way to. <laughs> there is that. Your day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it's you know comfortable to watch. I'm just saying it is a. Uh, it's a uh, very. It's unique. It's a very raw. Oh, it's very kind of, um, it's like, um, well, it's, I mean, it's kind of like a, I wouldn't say modern, but it's not modern. It's like 15 years old now. So it's like a, it's like, um, I don't know, it's 17 years old. It came out in 2000. Um, deliverance. Yes. Deliverance. You know. It's a modern day deliverance. Yes. 
Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, with those guys in, del- in Deliverance, man, they were just trying to have like a like a bro trip, you know. They were just trying to like do their own thing, you know, fish on the river, do a little camping, you know, drink a little beer, Play a little you know. Guitar. Yeah. And then those two shoot hillbillies some, uh, shoot some Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. You know, maybe it's not that much like them. You know, maybe not, now that I think about it, I don't know if it's just right to equate any film with anal rape in it as um, as deliverance because then we could do uh, unless it's male on male anal rape because there's anal rape in um, in uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo spoilers for people who don't know and uh, both versions I mean it's part of the story and uh, I wouldn't say that movie was anything like deliverance so maybe I shouldn't also say that vulgar is like deliverance well, maybe it's maybe vulgar it, maybe it is just the male on male that makes it uh, so much more uncomfortable because I mean that's certainly what makes Oz uncomfortable. Ah uh, yes, the or um, Oz yes. Well, I mean, I think I think in Vol- or, or American history, sorry. Vol- Vulgar's case is um, is like Deliverance because here you had this guy who was just trying to uh, have a job, I guess, you know, in in the entertainment uh, industry, not porno, but like you know, mm-hmm. he was like trying to become a clown, you know. And being a party clown really wasn't working out, so he he decides he's going to be like a joke for bachelor parties where he would show up dressed as a clown, you know, with you know fish net uh, fish uh, net stockings and all that other shit. So okay, yeah. The first the first party he goes to, it was basically three dudes, and you know, basically the one dude was like, "I'm gonna take you to bed, and I'm I'm gonna you know make hate to you." <laughs> And they beat him up, and they, they, <coughs> they, you know, had their way. They hate fuck him. Yes, they did. Yep, yep, yep. And it's, you know, it's it's terrible. And then he, uh, but he, he has a one really great friend that, you know, helps him. Yes, Brian Johnson. And, uh, yeah, Brian Johnson's a director of film. Yes. And the guy, you know, he's a real hero. And it's a, and it's a tough, you know, it's a tough subject. It's not a comedy by any means, you know. I mean, I don't know if, see, I would hate to think that Brian Johnson thought it was a comedy. No, I. Th- well, I guess it's a black. I think it was it, like it is a black a comedy. Horror, well, not a horror movie, a drama, I guess. No, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It is. It does have. It is a black comedy in the sense it has black comedy in it, but it's not like it's not. Um, Trying to think of the black comedy that's more like a comedy comedy. I guess not. You know what I'm an idiot. It's just it's just a, it's, it is what it is. It's something. It's something. Um, but it is, but is it? It is a black comedy. Yes. So uh, let's see here. So it's filmed in 26 days. So let's see here. Um, oh dear. Okay. Hmm. This is what I got. Ugh. All the right. Misadventures of Will, Brian O'Halloran, a struggling professional clown determined to making a living performing as uh, at kids' parties, downtrodden in uh, every aspect and picked up uh, picked on by everyone from the neighborhood juvenile delinquents to his own mother, Will uh, reinvents himself as, a, as vulgar, the transvestite clown, improving his fortunes uh, with his shocking performances at bachelor parties. Uh, let's see. It is a black yeah. comedy. Vulgar uh, is a 2000 black comedy thriller uh, film written and directed by Brian Johnson, produced by Monica Hampton for Kevin Smith's uh, View Askew Productions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's in, it's in a subsection. Sorry, go ahead. So it is, uh, in a sense, uh, um, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an adult film, obviously. It's a, it's a black comedy thriller, actually, and it's... Mm. Uh, 
I mean, there's parts of it that's funny, but, you know, that, obviously, that scene is not, not funny by any stretch of the imagination, because, you know, nobody obviously wants that to happen to them, you know? No, there are, there are scenes in it that are very funny, but, I mean, I think there are people that would find it, there are people who would find it hard to laugh at them, some of the funny moments, because there's such a kind of overarching sense of despair in the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. But, um, so, oh, by the way, this is there's it's, it's, vulgar belongs to a category uh, on uh, Wikipedia called um, uh, several, but one of them is called uh, it, the category is rape and revenge film. Oh. And by the way, okay. a rape and revenge film. Hmm. Yeah, so vulgar is in the V section, right? Mm-hmm. And over over in um, D, we have Deliverance, of course. And then up in the G, we've got the girl with the dragon tattoo. Versions, so they're all into they're all in a subcategory of rape and revenge films, according to Wikipedia. So I guess technically, I guess you can say it's you know it's evocative of Deliverance in that as in, uh, in that aspect. I don't, I don't know if that's the correct way to say that. It doesn't sound right, but then I'm tired, so whatever. <laughs> He's like, so I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you and whatever. Actually, there's another movie that Wikipedia did not yeah, well, mention. Well, not you. That's a rape and revenge but film. They, yeah, which one is that? I spit on your grave. It's, are you sure that's not in the uh, the list I was looking at? I think it is. Um, let me let me check real quick here. I thought I saw it on the on the. Uh, uh, sorry, that's my impression of the Grudge movie. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, it's um. Let's see. So under I, nope, it's there. Oh, is it? Actually, there's yeah. Not only is that there, I spit on your grave is there. I spit on your grave. The 2010 film is there. I spit on your grave, deja vu. I spit on your grave two. I spit on your grave three. Vengeance is mine. Those are all on. Those are all on Wikipedia's. Yeah, if you click the rape and revenge link, rape and revenge link, uh, at the bottom of the page, you will get a bunch of these films. Now, I, I haven't seen hardly any of these. I mean, I don't obviously don't seek this kind of material. I just tend to come across it. I guess Red Sonia does count. I don't remember rape in that, but maybe it's better that I don't. Remember Red Sonia? Uh, Red Sonia, yes, I got that movie on DVD. Yeah, that's actually probably the first Robert E. Howard film, or, or a film that was based on Robert E. Howard's material that I'd ever seen, because I did not see Conan the Barbarian until much later in life. That was an, now. What was your but, favorite? Was it was it Conan the Barbarian or Conan the Destroyer? For me, it was Conan the Destroyer. Mm, I've come to me, fuck you, that. Who said that? Well. That was in the no, movie? no, that wasn't in the movie, but you know, it was basically my uh, that's my uh, that's my Arnold Schwarzenegger oh. impression. <laughs> well, like, can you do that again? I come to fuck you up. He's <laughs> got the sword and shit. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm sorry, I hit your horse. Uh, where he says, yeah, um, of those two, you know. I think I like Red Sonja. Yes, Red Sonja was no, definitely I, an, an awesome, um, awesome movie. <laughs> and, and of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, also in that movie. Yes, he was. Uh, not as Conan, but as uh, as a, another character. Um, but yeah, so it's the same writer. I mean, I've now seen a few uh, uh, Robert E. Howard adaptations. Like I also saw that Solomon Kane movie that came out recently with uh, James Purefoy. It wasn't that recently, but. Uh, yeah, because he did saw Robert E. Howard created Solomon Kane. I also saw the film about Robert E. Howard, 
starring Vincent D'Onofrio and Renee Zellweger. The film is called The Whole Wide World. And that was pretty interesting. Whole Wide World. If you get a chance, you should see that. It's uh, it's an interesting peek into the... Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, it's not a documentary, but I mean, like, if it's if it's accurate at all, the it's an interesting portrait of the author. So, and the type of... Um, uh, I guess turmoil or that he went through. You know, he was only I think thirty when he when he uh, when he died. Yeah, that's young. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> ask me what he died of. What did he die of? Himself. He died of himself. He killed himself. Yeah, he killed himself when he was thirty oh. years old. Yeah. So he was. He lived from nineteen oh six to nineteen thirty six. He was slightly over thirty by like, like a couple months. Um. Yeah, he had some he had some mental health problems, but you know apparently his writing's pretty good. I've never actually read a Conan book, but I've enjoyed some of the adaptations of his work. Yeah, the, um, um, I've never read the books either. But like uh, when I was a, a kid, you know, growing up, I uh, that's what I watched. And then oh yeah, okay, here you go. The whole wide world is a 1996 movie according to IMDb biography. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. I've never actually seen it, but I, I definitely am going to give it a give it a watch. It's worth it. It's interesting. It's um, yeah. I mean, it's a it, you do. It's amazing how something like a character can live on past its author's creation. In a sense that, like, we see Conan in in in, uh, in film. We see him in books. We see him in graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but this is not a real person. You yeah, know? exactly. It's 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 a like a creation that like James Bond gonna stay forever. I think. Right, very like James Bond, very basically. You know, it just keeps permutating. Or or Doctor Who, but mm-hmm. but so the character in, endures. Of course, Doctor Who's even a little bit more like Doctor Who has longevity and change built into into it because he regenerates. But you know, oh, absolutely. Well, it's like the, so the creators the people, of uh, Superman. I mean, those guys. I think. I think both those guys are dead now, but Superman will live on forever. Oh yeah, yes, these iconic characters—they—they they basically they—they, they, you know, it's what they say—they take on a life of their own when they actually really don't have, you know, yeah. there's no life, there's no person there, there's no real Conan. I mean, it's just shades and compilations and reflections of a person's mind, and then that when that person is gone, they don't. They, 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 it lives on through the minds of others. Correct. It's it's like a it's an imagination baby, mm-hmm. you know. It's share. It's that's um, that's an interesting thing. So well, I mean, is. like, think of how much time went between uh, his death, nineteen thirty six, and then the first Conan film, nineteen eighty two. Was it? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I same think so. as, same year as Gandhi. Guess guess which film I saw instead of Conan. Which film? I saw Gandhi. Oh, Gandhi. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Richard Attenborough's Gandhi. That was with Ben Kingsley. That was an amazing. Film. Oh, that was. I got. I, uh, I, I saw got some movie um, on the shelf. Uh, Gandhi, basically, some adaptation of it, and it's it's interesting to see what this man went through, like you know, his entire life, like how he got to the point mm-hmm. of being Gandhi, you know. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, yeah. Oh, the the uh, movement, the path of resistance, the idea of you know mm-hmm. that that stuck with me for you know that's that's uh, that's something I learned in '82 when I was 
Oh, I was eight years old for anybody doing the math at home, but you don't have to. I just did. Um, meanwhile, other kids are watching Conan and, you know, it's not a passive resistance message. It's, it's, uh, what's, <laughs> what is best in life, Conan? To cross your enemies. Crush it. See them driven before you. Yes. And hear the lamentations of women. It's like, oh, so it's, it's exact opposites, basically. Crush your enemies. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, yes. I mean, Gandhi is a very, um, it's a very serious uh, film based on actual events. And mm-hmm. I think, I, I mean, I don't really care who you are, but I mean, I, I think that everybody needs to see at least one serious film a year, I think. You know, something that's like... Oh, one a year. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about it, like... I mean, like, you know, like the the, the, the vulgar movies or the clerk movies or the... the you know the um, Conan movies are—they're all great movies, you know, in their own right, you know. But mm-hmm. you need to—you need to really sit down, like, kind of out of your comfort zone, and and watch uh, a serious movie. And one of the serious movies for me was um, was Gandhi. I mean, years later in my life, of course, I must have been in my mid twenties when I watched it. But you, you definitely got to sit down and watch like a serious film. You know, to, to broaden your uh, horizon, so to speak. I agree. I, um, you know, I mean, if it's, I don't know, some people can go their entire lives without having an uncomfortable experience. No, that's not true. They can go their entire lives without uh, avoiding uncomfortable experiences, I guess. Not without avoiding, but avoiding them. And, um, you know, I guess, you know, to each their own, that's that's what it is. But um, it's like, like it's... I would say one really serious movie that I don't know if I could recommend it to people, but I do occasionally is um, called Synecdoche, New York. And uh, that movie also came out the year of Iron Man and the Dark Knight and Hancock and all these superhero movies. These ones we're talking about. Also Tropic Thunder, um, uh, you know, it's 2008. Um, A lot of these movies. And then Synecdoche, New York comes out and it's this amazing dark just uh existential nightmare you know and um i i i saw it a few times because it's just it's so uh amazing and it's a charlie kaufman movie so now what i'm going to try to do is see charlie kaufman's animated puppet film that he made with um starburns industries it's dan Harmon's um uh well, it's Dino Stamatopoulos and, and Dan Harmon's uh, animation uh, studio. And it's a film they did with Charlie Kaufman called Anomalisa. It was nominated for an Academy Award last year. And uh, it didn't win. It lost to Pixar because Pixar always wins. Well, Pixar always wins, yeah. But uh, or often, anyway. And uh, it's a good... I, don't, I haven't seen it, but I really want to because I like animated films with puppets in them. Who doesn't? <laughs> but it's also he's very adult. I know it's very adult, and it's by the guy who created, you know, Synecdoche, New York, and some other amazing stuff. Like so. Um, oh, and by the way, if you want to see something less dark and also kind of who knows if it's based on their life or not, is uh, he did this movie called? Um, he wrote this movie called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Did you ever see that, or do you know Confessions what's the Confessions of the what? Of a, of a dangerous mind. Uh, no, actually, but now I want to. Yeah, it was, it was the first movie that was directed by George Clooney. Um, although he didn't set out to direct it, if you watch the behind-the-scenes stuff, he actually sort of landed in his lap after uh, something ended up happening. But he did a really good job with it. Um, and so and it stars Sam Rockwell, and um, he uh, he plays uh, 
a TV, let's see, there was a TV personality in the late 70s, early 80s, a guy named Chuck Barris, who is still alive. Uh, most people know him from The Gong Show. The Gong Show. Gong! The original Gong. Do you remember the original Gong Show at all, or did you ever see clips of it on I YouTube? Have. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not about The Gong Show. It's about something completely unexpected. So that's all I'll say for now. Because I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that know what this movie's about, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody who doesn't. Because it's, uh, it's such a it's it's such a strange turn, but it's a it takes a strange turn, but it's a great movie. This was released and, in 2002, um, right? Confessions of the Danger, Dangerous yes. Mind. Was it that long ago? Yep. Good lord. The budget. Fifth, the budget fifth. from because uh, we we're discussing budgets and stuff from last show. The budget mm-hmm. was 30 million, and mm-hmm. it made at the box office 33.1 million. Yeah. Yeah, so it didn't. It didn't. Uh, we made back its initial investment, but nobody got you know rich off of it. Certainly, I definitely want to see this movie. It's good film. It's amazing. It's uh, it is bizarre. It's got a lot of great actors that just turn up in it, and you're like, huh? They're in this? What? <laughs> and uh, and it's uh, it's funny, and it's you know, but it's not only funny. It's just uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, it's listed as a comedy. It, and that's got some dark comedy in it, but it, no anal rape. So you know. You know what I good. think? When you when you get like a bizarre movie like this, and mm. you see so many um, like top actors, like any bizarre movie, like you know, and it don't have to be like a gaggle of, of top actors. It could be like you know just one actor, and you're like, well, why the hell is this guy in this movie? You know. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's because they owed a favor to somebody, essentially. Which which uh, I mean, in which movie? Yeah, like, you know, like when you mm-hmm. get like a bizarre movie, you know, and mm-hmm. you know you're you, you you're looking at the cast and you see that one of the actors is is a is a top name, you know, mm-hmm. and you you even though you like this movie. You can't really, you, you can't wrap your mind to why this particular top actor would would be in this film unless they truly liked the script or they owed a favor to somebody. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I heard of, I hear of that happening. I can't think of a movie off the top of my head that makes me wonder how they got uh, a person to do a movie, like uh, like they're doing somebody's doing a favor for somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've heard cases of where that's absolutely what happened, and people talk about it, and it's you know. But I mean, I can't think of anything specifically or a person owed somebody a favor, made it up in the film in some capacity. Can you think of one specifically? Um, I know it's a thing. I'm not denying it's a thing. I'm just, just I can't. Nothing spins to mind immediately. Nothing. All right. Nothing against uh, Kevin Smith, but uh, probably uh, Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. Okay. Who was doing who a favor? In well, that? I mean. That's one of my favorite movies, but they had uh, such stars as Ben Affleck. They uh, here, let me pull up the cast real quick. Okay. Uh, cr- uh not Chris Rock. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. No, he, he was in it. No, Chris Rock was in it. Was he, he was, in Dogma? He wasn't in it very long, but he was in it. He was definitely in Dogma. <laughs> he was the Thirteenth Apostle. Ah, yes, he was. Okay, so let's do the cast because I'm drawing a blank on the cast. Let's see. Cast. Do, 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 do. Let's see, full cast. Okay, we got 93 actors. So we got Ben Affleck. We got, uh, let's see, Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Judd Nelson. Marshall Willenhoff. 
George Carlin, Carrie Fisher, the late great Carrie Fisher. George Carlin. John Stewart. Oh, rest in peace. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Wes mm-hmm. Craven. Oh, that's right. There's a parallel scene in. That's right because they show up in. Um, because Jane, Simon, Bob show up in Screen Three, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's a they're film. Yeah, that's a little weird crossover thing yep, going that's on. That's why they got Sharon there. Doherty in there. Shannon yeah, Doherty. She was playing. Well, she's she was in Mallrats, but she uh, she played the part yeah. in uh, the uh, Scream Three uh, crossover. You know when Jane saw Bob were like to... running through Wes Craven's set for Scream Three. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's right. Well, since I've seen this, to... you got. I'm gonna have to revisit that. Mark Hamill as Cockknocker. Oh yeah. No, of course. Um. Let's see. Trying to think. Who... Um, you know, <laughs> you know who else was in it? I don't remember the actor's name. Uh-huh. Um, I should know his name, but it's they. They did that scene with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon doing Goodwill yes. Hunting. Remember that? Yeah. They got the exact same actor. Oh, did they? Actor from that scene as was in the yeah. I... That was uh, the one that was, does the how do you, how do you like them apple speech and then you know, oh yeah it's that yes, same yes. guy wasn't he in Oz too? Uh, Scott William. Oh shit! Winters. I think you're right. Yeah, I believe he was. I think he was. Uh, I think he was also uh, Liz Lemon's boyfriend in uh, in uh, Thirty Rock for a while there. I think his name is Dennis or something mm-hmm. in that. Now he's um and when he yeah. was in Oz. Yeah. He uh he played alongside his actual brother. In that in that TV show Oz. See, I only saw the first series, so or the first season. Which uh, which actor was? Um, uh, Dean Winters, who played Ryan O'Reilly. Dean Winters. Why does that name sound familiar? Let's see. What, what else have I seen Dean Winters you in? I've seen Dean Winters in such movies as let's see, uh, John Wick, P.S. I Love You, Oz, Hellraiser, Divorce, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Unbreakable, Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine Nine, last uh, last Tuesday I think that's Battle Creek and uh, uh, the American Dad, uh, Lauren. Oh Order. shit! Okay, no, yeah, he's, uh, okay. He's the guy. He's the guy I was thinking of when I was thinking of Scott William Winters. It was Dean Winters, and I, whose face was in my yep. mind. He was the one who was. Uh, he was in um, Thirty Rock. Yeah, yeah, he was on Thirty Rock. Jesus. <clears throat> That's right. Okay, so Scott William Winters is a different guy, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, he was in Goodwill Hunting as Clark, and also we saw Bob Stripe back as Clark. So let's see what Scott William Winters looks like. Good lord! So yeah, so was he? God, they were both in Oz. That is bizarre. Yeah, they, they, but, they, you know, this, they this, played this, brothers basically in real life and in Oz. You, 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 do you remember when? Um, speaking of brothers. Brothers in movies uh, or TV. Do you remember uh, the People versus Larry Flint? The People versus who? Larry Flint, uh, the Milo Shorman movie uh, about the creator of Hustler magazine. Uh, vaguely. Well, Woody Harrelson plays Larry Flint, and his brother plays his brother. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you never see like um, you never see Woody Harrelson's brother, you know. I guess anywhere else. I mean, he must have done some other acting, but I just, you know, uh, I'm going to see if he's done other stuff here. Else, um, but yeah, and neat seeing, uh, what the heck? 
Oh, apparently. Uh, Woody Harrelson has been... Oh, by the way, six hours ago, speaking of, speaking of Woody Harrelson, uh, he was confirmed to play um, a character named Garrus Shrike in a Han Solo movie they're going to be making. Really? Yeah, so they're going to be... Uh, so after all this time, yes. Han Solo has a solo movie. Ha <laughs> <laughs> So let's see, the people versus Larry Flint. Yes. Um, Woody Harrelson and, damn it, um, Brett. Brett Harrelson. Okay. Okay, he's been in a few things. So, yeah, let's see. Have I seen any of these things? Uh, no. No, I've not. I have not. I am familiar with one of them. He was in From Dusk Till Dawn 2, Texas Blood Money. Uh, that was a good one. Which I never... I didn't see that one. I saw the first one. I liked that. Um, I, I didn't see the second one. I guess they're, they're up to, what, four now, I think? Um, I think like they that. did three, and then they have a TV series. That's right. Okay, you know what it is? It was um, It's three movies and a TV series. Yeah. So, yeah, because from, from Dusk Till Dawn 3, it was actually a prequel, apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh. In late 2010, it was reported that a possible fourth film in the series may be produced. Okay, so 17, seven years ago, don't hold your breath, people. And then in 2013, they, they did From Dusk Till Dawn, or it was, uh, let's see here, it was announced. The series came out, uh, From Dusk Till Dawn series, it came out March 11, 2014. And is on Netflix. And, oh, yeah. cool. So now I would watch that. I, I would see that. You know, I should probably go back and watch some of these movies. I, I think Michael Parks reappears in, uh, in, in part three. Probably from Dust in, in, in one of these. Okay, well, yeah, part three. It would have to be part two, yep. wouldn't it? He played uh, <laughs> uh, in From Dust Till Dawn 3, The Hangman's Daughter. And on Netflix, they have the original Dust Till Dawn movie and the Dust Till Dawn TV series. And they have, uh, well, 2014, you're right about that. Uh, basically, three seasons. It says. Uh, because I haven't seen this yet, so it's a uh, uh, bank robbing brothers encounter vengeful lawmen and demons south of the border in this original series based on Robert Rodriguez's cult horror film. So yeah, I'm gonna have to see this show. So yeah, he I, I assumed he was playing Earl McGraw in the uh, in the prequel, but uh, no, he plays uh, what's on Wikipedia. The link says he he plays uh, Ambrose Bierce, the author. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, he did play in uh, the original Industrial Dawn. He played. Uh, he was in part one and part three, actually. The character was? I know the actor yeah, yeah, was, Michael, but did he Michael play Earl McGraw in... in part one now that I remember? He was the, uh, he was all, uh, Earl McGraw, the, 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 yeah, yeah. in part one as the, yeah. uh, the, uh, the Texas Ranger, and then he played mm-hmm. a completely different character in part three. Yeah, he did, yeah. Because, I mean, he's played Earl McGraw in other Tarantino works. Uh, he was, uh, Planet, in the Planet Terror. Yes. He played Earl McGraw, and I think also... Uh, I believe he also played him in in Death Proof. Kill Bill. Oh, that's right. He's in that one too. Yeah. So he shows up in a few mm-hmm. things. He. he uh, but I guess all those things chronologically come before From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, yeah, because he got his, he's got he got that character had his mm-hmm. uh, brains blown out in the back of his head. As far as we know, yeah. <laughs> as far as we know. I think the, 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 the two most interesting characters that, that Michael Parks ever played was definitely um, uh, from Red State, of course, I've mentioned that like a billion times, and Tusk, of course, which I've also mentioned mm-hmm. a billion times. 
over and over again. Well, that about does it. For the Antisocial Show, I'm Tyson Saner. And I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Have a good time, folks. 